0: FM, The Drive, presents the Behind the Song podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. Behind the Song is powered by DuPage Credit Union. If you're anything like my husband and I, spending this much time at home has made us think of all the home renovations we want to do. And with home equity loan rates the lowest they've been in years, it's the perfect time to kickstart your home renovations and talk to the experts at DuPage Credit Union. Whether you're looking for a fixed-rate home equity loan or a HELOC, they make it so simple to get the funds you need fast. For credit costs and terms or to apply, visit dupagecu.com. That's dupagecu.com. DuPage Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number four four five zero nine six. By member's choice, this institution is not federally insured. When you think about all the songs specifically created to capture the feeling of being in the city at night, looking for fun, going from club to club, the energy of a night like that, the possibilities waiting in the dark, there's a healthy list of songs like that. And here's a few. Wild Night by Van Morrison, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting by Elton John, After Midnight by Eric Clapton, Shot Down in Flames by ACDC, Hot in the City by Billy Idol, and more. I'm sure you can think of a few more. But there's one song that captures the tension of going out into the night, the emotional weirdness of it, peacocking around, meeting up with strangers in a club, and what might come of it. Set to a synth beat so infectious that it was destined to be a worldwide hit. West End Girls by Pet Shop Boys. Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe, the duo who would become the Pet Shop Boys and are listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most successful duo in UK music history, met as music fans in a record shop in London in the early 80s. At the time, Lowe was studying architecture at the University of Liverpool, and Tennant was working as a journalist and assistant editor for the British pop magazine Smash Hits. The pair found that they had a common interest in electronic music pioneers like Kraftwerk and Depeche Mode, an appreciation for Grandmaster Flash and other early American rap groups, and for the new wave dance music that was coming out of the United States in the late 70s and the early 80s, known as the high-energy sound. Tennant and Lowe began recording demos of themselves at a small studio in London and named themselves Pet Shop Boys after friends who worked at a pet shop in West London. They thought the name sounded like an American rap group. Tennant took up the frontman role, and Lowe provided the synth, the beats, keyboards, and the occasional trombone, which he had played as a kid. Those demos included West End Girls, Opportunities. Let's Make Lots of Money, and It's a Sin, all of which became hits for the group. But at the time, neither of them had ever performed or had much thought about the future of their music endeavors, aside from maybe releasing something that would go into the bins at their favorite record shops. But the music business is a weird enterprise, and sometimes things fall into place in a surprising way. In 1983, Tennant was sent on assignment to New York to interview the police for smash hits. And while there, he decided to look up Bobby Orlando, or Bobby O, as he's called. The producer credited with being at the forefront of the high-energy dance sound. Bobby O was impressed with Tennant and Neal's demo tapes and agreed to produce nearly a dozen songs for the group. In 1984, West End Girls was released and became a club hit in America's coastal big cities, but it was only available as an import in their native UK. That would have been fine with the Pet Shop Boys, but for the fact that, as Tennant told The Guardian, once you go that far, you want to take it further. His co-workers at Smash Hits loved his songs, and he started to get word about West End girls entering the charts in Belgium and other countries. At the time, he said Pet Shop Boys were not even an act, they were just a few songs that made their way into the public. He acquired a manager, Tom Watkins, an impresario who got his start as a graphic designer, designing logos and album sleeves for Wham and Frankie Goes to Hollywood, among others. Watkins took on Pet Shop Boys as his first music management client, had them cut ties with Bobby O, got them a deal with EMI, and under that new record deal, the duo re-recorded West End Girls and the other tracks that would eventually make up their 1986 debut album, Please, with another American producer, Stephen Haig. Haig had recently produced the Crush album by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, another group that Pet Shop Boys admired. When West End Girls was released as their first single in 1985, it steadily rose up the charts, eventually topping the charts in both the UK and in the US, going to number one. Pet Shop Boys were the cover artists on smash hits after the success of the song, and Tennant subsequently, and understandably, quit his job at the magazine. The magazine didn't take too kindly to his leaving. They even printed an obituary for the group and said that Tennant would no doubt come crawling back in a few weeks. But that was not to be the case. Pet Shop Boys were well on their way to being the pop stars that Tennant had made a career up to that point writing about. The original Bobby O version of the song is somewhat hard to find now and quite different from the version we've all come to know. But it's out there a completely alternative take on the song from Pet Shop Boys' earliest days. And all those early musical influences can be heard on West End Girls. The synth, the beats, and the rap singing style that Tenet employed, inspired by his love of Africa Bombada and other rap and hip-hop groups that he'd been listening to back in his days hanging out at the record shop. Pet Shop Boys were on the cusp of the next pop wave, and they wrote it. The inspiration for the song actually came to Tennant after watching a gangster film starring James Cagney at his cousin's house, where as he was drifting off to sleep, the first lines came to him and he wrote them down. West End Girls starts like this Sometimes you're better off dead. There's a gun in your hand and it's pointing at your head. You think you're mad, too unstable, kicking in chairs and knocking down tables in a restaurant in a West End town, call the police, there's a madman around, running down underground, to a dive bar in a West End town. Tennant said he thought the opening lines that came to him were strong, and that there's a collage-like piecing together of inner-city London people and events that were further inspired by the poem The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot. The poem contains references ranging from the Holy Grail to post-war Britain, and different voices... Pop up throughout the work to form a brilliant story of the disillusion of modern man. Tennant used the concept of different voices to weave his own story about the pressures of living in the city... ...and the escape that one might find in a local bar in these lines. When he references a dive bar in a West End town following the madman down underground in the song... ...that was a real place. He and Lowe used to frequent a place called the Dive Bar which was in a basement known for ironically playing Barbra Streisand records to the delight of its patrons. And then comes the chorus. In a West End town, a dead-end world, the East End boys and West End girls. In a West End town, a dead-end world, the East End boys and West End girls. And so we come to the great divide in London. The West End of the city is known to be more posh, more affluent, while The East End is known to be more working class. It is a song about class, for sure, which plays such a big role in English life. And it's about the thrill that happens when rough boys from The East End meet up with glamorous girls from The West End at night in the clubs and bars. The laws of attraction winning the day, or in this case, the night. And on to the next verse. Too many shadows, whispering voices, faces on posters, too many choices, if, when, why, what, how much have you got? Have you got it? Do you get it? If so, how often? Which do you choose? A hard or soft option? How much do you need? These are conversations that happen in the club, over the music, under the lights. Tennant has said that most people assume the conversation is about prostitutes, but that it was actually just about working-class boys lining up the rest of their evening with girls from the rich side of town. About the idea of escape from one's own reality, if only for a few hours. How much do you need could be a reference to that class divide. How much do any of us really need, materially, to be happy? And here the chorus repeats with the piercing background vocals courtesy of the singer Helena Springs, a session singer who had worked with Bob Dylan and the band. And then the final verse. You got a heart of glass or a heart of stone? Just you wait till I get you home. We've got no future. We've got no past. Here today, built to last. In every city. In every nation. From Lake Geneva to the Finland Station. How far have you been? And it is in this final verse that the madness referenced in the first verse seems to come full circle. All of these characters, all of the voices, are a little bit mad, some more than others, all feeling the same desperation of modern life. We've got no future, we've got no past, is the lyrical equivalent of a shrug. Helpless against the machinations of a society that was built long before us and we'll carry on long after we're gone. And there's another tongue-in-cheek literary reference here, too. Tennant was a journalist, after all. The lyric from Lake Geneva to the Finland Station refers to the train route taken by Vladimir Lenin as he was smuggled from exile in Switzerland back to St. Petersburg in Russia during World War I. The historian Edmund Wilson wrote about it in his book called To the Finland Station about the history of revolutionary thought. No future, no past. How far have you been? And then the chorus repeats and the song ends. I think it's probably the most heady song that at first blush appears to be about letting off some steam in a bar, ever to be written. There's certainly more to it than meets the eye, as there is with the Pet Shop Boys themselves defined by their own likes and their inside jokes. When their first album, Please, finally debuted, it was the first of a string of one-word album titles. Please was named as such because the duo delighted in the fact that when someone would purchase the album in a record shop, they would be forced to include the word please in the request to the clerk. May I have the Pet Shop Boys album, Please? The album artwork is a very Pet Shop Boys response to what is typical on an album cover, with no giant pictures of the band or fancy graphics, just a very small picture of Tennant and Lowe in the center of a white background. They embody a kind of detached cool that has continued to be influential through the decades that followed their first success with West End Girls. They've sold more than 50 million records worldwide, And in 2020, a worldwide co-headlining tour with New Order was announced and then postponed due to COVID-19. Their fingers have never left the pulse of popular music, and their fans continue to embrace this duo's incomparable style. In 1994, Neil Tennant came out in an interview with Attitude magazine, at the time becoming one of just a handful of major artists to reveal his sexuality. He is a patron of the Elton John AIDS Foundation. Chris Lowe is a study in understatement, in his clothes, in his onstage persona, always slightly behind Tennant, and in his reserve in interviews. It is a personality combination that has intrigued fans since 1986. Tennant has said, what I do like, I love passionately. And that love has contributed such a unique and important note into music history. Not bad for a couple of guys who've bonded over records at their favorite shop and who serve as an inspiration to future musicians, to be inventive, to be passionate, and sometimes, when the time is right, to go ahead and quit your day job. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for the music you hear on this podcast. Subscribe to the Behind the Song podcast on YouTube and see the video episodes. And follow Behind the Song podcast on TikTok. If you have a song you'd like to hear more about in an upcoming episode, drop me a note in the comments and let me know. On the way, episodes about lyrics from Blind Faith, Elton John, and more classic rock and roll. Behind the Song is powered by DuPage Credit Union. If you're anything like my husband and I, spending this much time at home has made us think of all the home renovations we want to do. And with home equity loan rates the lowest they've been in years, it's the perfect time to kickstart your home renovations and talk to the experts at DuPage Credit Union. Whether you're looking for a fixed-rate home equity loan or a HELOC, they make it so simple to get the funds you need fast. For credit costs and terms or to apply, visit dupagecu.com. That's dupagecu.com. DuPage Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number four four five zero nine six. By member's choice, this institution is not federally insured.